What are you sending me? Oh, mind, mind your business. Twitter. Oh, yes, that is a good shirt. That's another shirt that I should, uh, I should <laughs> that, get. Uh, every time I see that, someone posting that shirt, I think of you. I'm like, this shirt is perfect for Craig. <laughs> too anxious to live, too scared to die. The truth. Too anxious to go to Atlantic City. Because you're too scared to die. <laughs> Howdy, it's Wednesday, March 10th, 2021, and this is episode 144 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Vaccines, we're all vaccinated. We're going to Atlantic City tomorrow. Are we all vaccinated? I, I am. Mm. I mean, I have my first dose, anyway. That's I've, I've heard the first dose, you're, like, mostly good to go. Yeah, no, no, I would go if people were going or whatever. Yeah, I, st- I still have nothing, but we'll talk yeah. more about that later in the yeah, podcast. We'll, yeah, you don't want to jump ahead. Episode 144, you know, it's a square. Not too many of those anymore. Yeah, 12 times yeah. 12 seems good. That's that's right. Next one, 169, that's way off in the distance. Yeah, that's far away. That's going to be like next year sometime or two years from now. It's going to be like 2023. Yeah. We're going to be f- almost 40. That, that'll happen. It's better than the uh, alternative, I have to say. I have to say, that's the good side, I guess, but... Us turning 40, will that be the next time we're in Vegas? I think at least I will go before then. I, don't I would know, hope. Because you didn't go the last time, right? I didn't go last time, no. Well, I'm, I went to Macau instead. Oh, so. yeah. That's, you know. <laughs> you make your choices in life. What can you really say? Right. Anyway, what happened in 1944? My new obsession, the Heinz Ocean Pier. Heinz like the ketchup. A.K.A. The seashore home of the 57 varieties. A.K.A. The Crystal Palace by the sea. Crystal Palace. They stink. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, they got some good players. Uh, it, it washed away in a hurricane in 1944. So this thing that I didn't even know existed that was there for 45 years, from 1899 to 1944, washed away in a hurricane. So the Heinz Ocean Pier, obviously basically just a promotional thing for, for Heinz, was a place where visitors could attend demonstrations and lectures, obtain free samples of Heinz products, relax in a rocking chair in the reading room, or view the collection of art and curiosities. The Heinz Pier was washed away in a hurricane in September of 1944. That's from historicpittsburgh.org. Historic Pittsburgh. Seems bad. I have a picture in the doc. I don't know if you looked at it. Oh, I looked. My, my favorite part about this picture, I don't know if you looked at it. I looked. It's just like children right under the wreckage. Like, oh, this is interesting. This, this thing might just fall over on top of my head at any point. But I'll just stand here in this wet sand <laughs> with this pier being held up by toothpicks. That's <laughs> uh, fine. Life was very different in the 40s. I mean, like, part of it is actually just hanging down right above their heads. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just perspective and they're actually way further away than that. I don't know. 1940s the, the, photography the five got was. knocked down, but the seven stood yeah. strong. They're down to seven varieties. They lost yes. 50 of their varieties <laughs> in September of 1944. What could happen? I mean, I don't really have much to say. I mean, obviously, Heinz, it's an important family, I guess. And, you know, they felt like they needed to advertise their, their brands in Atlantic City. Yeah, there's some there's some stuff in my, like, going down the rabbit hole of Heinz Pier. 
I couldn't figure out where it was, for one thing. I yeah, how, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, where where is this? No, I, like, I looked every resource I could find on it did not give a location. Mm. Uh, like, across from whatever street, which almost every other thing does. I bet if you asked Dr. David G. Schwartz, he would tell you. That's a good point. He probably would. Mm-hmm. They had some, like, art and stuff. So you go look at weird mm-hmm. art, valuable knickknacks, I think. Or, sorry, it didn't say knickknacks. I have to go find it. Uh, oil paintings, mirrors, vases, statuary, and valuable bric-a-brac. Sorry, not knickknacks. <laughs> bric-a-brac. That's from the HeinzHistoryCenter.org. They would know. Mm-hmm. Still doesn't say where it was. So uh, there was a test kitchen. You could go watch a lady, like, prepare some stuff with Heinz canned some... pickles or whatever. Oh, yeah. And That's some, what you need. Some mustard, some yellow mustard. I don't know. Yeah. My question is, is the valuable bric-a-brac now at the bottom of the atlantic because it washed away in the hurricane it seemed like the building is still standing in your picture they probably you know floated some people out and loaded up some boats and took all the valuables away that's less exciting than it i mean it's but i say bottom of the atlantic but i'm looking at the picture it would be like it's not very far in in the sand an inch underwater (laughs) like visible to the naked eye (laughs) anyways that's one thing of course anyway i'm you know, I have to not care or be disdainful of it. Just buy because it's Pittsburgh. Know, because I'm a Ravens fan, and so yeah, most famous for I guess being the home of the Steelers. Actually, it's I think Heinz has a deal with the Ravens too. Mm. Heinz Red Zone, I think that's what they call it on I, the Baltimore area radio broadcasts. You but, lost me. No, no, no. Come on, I man. Will, I will say Heinz ketchup, not good ketchup. I'm. I've never heard someone say that there is good and bad ketchup. Like, is are you a Huntsman or what? anything other than Heinz? I'm always like, oh, ketchup is really gross on anything other than like French fries and hot dogs. And then I get any ketchup that's not Heinz, and I'm like, oh, this is really good ketchup. Heinz is like so sugary and, and bad. That is my. Hot I mean, take. I know that they've been very involved in politics for a long time in America as well, especially in Pennsylvania. It wasn't John Kerry, maybe married his, to yeah, his wife was like the heir of Heinz. But I know him. they have had senators in Pennsylvania for a long time and and things like that. But I don't know. I don't really care. Mm, yeah. We're in New Jersey, and yeah. this is not Heinz territory. This is Norcross. This is Norcross territory. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Anyways. Uh, the other thing, 1944, the musical Atlantic City came out, not to be confused with the 1980 gangster drama, also called Atlantic City. I have not seen either the musical nor the gangster drama, so I don't have a whole lot. I will read what the IMDb says the storyline is. In 1915, Atlantic City is a sleepy seaside resort, but Brad Taylor, son of a small hotel and vaudeville house proprietor, has big plans. He thinks it can be the playground of the world. Brad's wheeling and dealing proves remarkably successful in attracting big enterprises and big shows, but brings him little success in personal relationships. It included appearances by Louis Armstrong and Dorothy Dandridge, among others, uh, filmed in Hollywood except for some atmosphere shots used early in the movie. Boo. Yeah, boo. What were the reviews, Greg? How many stars? Generally seen as not a very good movie, but worth watching for the music because the music is good and you get, you know, Louis Mm. Armstrong and stuff like that. So that's good. But you can't find it anywhere. It's not streaming anywhere. You can't even buy it. Like, it's just not around. So... Much like the Rubes Weekend in Atlantic yeah. City or Rubes Easter in Atlantic City. I, I think this is a little higher profile than the Rubes <laughs> Easter in Atlantic City. But yeah, I'm also disappointed that I can't be watching this at the moment. Let me tell you, I, I'm much more apt to watch like a three minute short or whatever than an actual feature length film, which yeah. in 1944 is probably like 60 minutes. But yeah, that's still. twelve. They fit 12 songs into that. Whatever. It's not like or... the bullshit we have now where all movies must be at least like 
you know, 150 minutes minimum. Yeah. So my, so my hot take was that I don't like Heinz ketchup. I'm starting to feel like I, like, do I even like movies? Because I get an hour and a half into movie and I'm just looking at my watch. Like how much longer is left in this movie? I feel like I've had this rant on the podcast before, but like, like what's wrong with making 90 minute movies? Like why can't people do that anymore? Uh, It's, it's the worst. It's the worst. 87 minutes. This movie was apparently there was a 1950 re-release that was only 60 minutes. That's more up my alley, but yeah, I just like, why does every movie have to be two and a half hours? Why Greg? Two and a half is short nowadays. It feels like. Work on your craft. Like, you know, you got to call that down, right? You know, I've done some editing in my life, and I have to say, <laughs> both audio editing and text editing. Cutting stuff out feels great. Mm. People should do it more often. So you're not you're not going to go watch the uh, Snyder Cut of whatever the heck movie it is that everybody's excited about? Justice League? Like four uh, hours will, long? I will not. I will not. Yeah, no. If you need four hours to tell your story... Your story is probably not. You're good. you're the journalist, so you probably have even stronger feelings than me. But I feel like that's just sloppy, frankly. Yeah, ridiculous. Eighty-seven minutes for this movie, way too long. Sixty, good job. Nineteen fifty. We'll talk about yeah, yeah. you in six episodes. All right. So uh, Daryl McEwen was on the other side of midnight with Frank Morano a couple weeks ago. Um, you have the link in the show notes. Uh, you say there's some good talk about the current state of players' lounges. So what did they talk about? Uh, just sort of like what's going on at Borgata. What the Various states of converted buffets are Daryl, obviously, just like a wealth of information. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, pretty short, 15, 16 minute interview. So it's worth going to listen if you're wondering about what's going on with all the lounges in Atlantic City. Yeah, go check that out. I'll link to it in the show notes. Daryl McEwen, obviously, Seven Stars Insider, a.k.a. Mr. AZ Casino. That's right. Do you think uh, buffets are going to be coming back anytime soon, Craig? Or do you think they're gone forever, or at least for... That is one thing that that Daryl says in the interview. He says he doesn't see buffets coming back. I don't know if he's that strong about it, but it, he definitely mm-hmm. like foreseeable future doesn't see buffets coming back. I think that they. I think that we're I think not be that back. far off because they're so popular. They'll be back. They'll be back eventually. Uh, so. Like you know, people's risk tolerance I think is going to be pretty high once vaccinations start happening. But we'll see. So, uh, the new trailer for Army of the Dead is out, and it's very, very clearly Showboat, at least the scenes inside the casino. It's supposed to be set in Las Vegas, but yeah, Showboat Atlantic City, make its way to the big screen. Did you watch the trailer, Craig? I did watch the trailer. It's funny, because when we talked about this, when it was first filming, yeah, all the talk was... it was filmed in the Hilton, right? The Hilton. But yeah. yeah, interior shots at the showboat, which it's like 10 seconds into the trailer, and they like flick the lights on at the showboat, and it's like, oh and my like, goodness, that's so showboat. Yep. Um, just, you know, instantly six to midnight, but I feel like personally attacked a little bit by this movie because a movie set in Vegas, but shot in Atlantic city, it's like, come on, just make it set in Atlantic city. But also the idea that Atlantic city is zombie apocalypse Vegas feels like a dig to me. Is it too close to home for you? It's a little too close to home, Kyle. (laughs) A little too on point for me. I don't know. I don't know about that. Think about all, all that they could have done with the, the Trump Plaza implosion. They had just waited a few months. <laughs> I don't think the Screen, screen Actors Guild would have liked that. With all the like, debris flying off of it and stuff? <laughs> like literal filming it during the implosion. No. Yeah, it's fine. See, it doesn't seem like the safest. I don't know. It's not safe enough for somebody to press a button from like the safety of their home, but like you can shoot a film there. Speaking of the Screen Actors Guild, I did read a very humorous letter from uh, Atlantic City magnate Donald Trump to the Screen Actors Guild a few months ago that I thought was funny, but that's neither here nor there. He mentions one of the greatest movies of all time, Home Alone 2, so I can't really (laughs) argue with his sentiments. 
That's right. Famous actor. I guess that's what he's done since uh, he's left Atlantic City. Was that after? I would think that was before. Or during. I don't know. Well, oh, yeah. No, no, no. That was certainly during. But, you know, now he's just writing angry letters to the Screen Actors Guild. That's what he's doing with his time. Yeah. All right. So Phillips and Suzai are, are permanently closed in the piers. So what what is open? I suggested when we talked about this on Gchat that is it only it's sugar and that's literally it or... There must be a couple of stores, but man, so, so I, as far as I understand it, everything on the top is gone. Every All the restaurants are, are closed. Mm-hmm. And then it's sugar, yeah. Is like Swarovski still open or something? Because that has lived on for longer than it really has any right to. But I'm guessing there's still a few for, f- stores down near the entrance. Like Swarovski's right when you cross the bridge right. from Caesars or whatever on the second floor. And then, yeah, and then... uh the the wet willies kiosk says it's just closed for covid but who knows if it's going to come back i mean it's seasonal i'm assuming it's they're not paying a ton of money for that spot but what a disaster we'll see in the summer but yeah it just made me angry like for one thing not that i have any love for phillips yeah it sucks a, a maryland but institution but it sucks speaking as a marylander don't go don't go to phillips yeah i did like suzai a lot but mostly i'm just annoyed that like this thing that is I mean, honestly, like, it's really cool. Like, this, the pier is very cool. It's a very cool spot. I think for our first 50 episodes, we just recommended it over and over again, like, go eat on the pier and, and hang out there. And there's just no reason to do that. There's no reason to go in there. It's depressing. And it makes me mad. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing more to say. I think you've summed it up perfectly. That's unbelievable. I mean. I mean, it's also, it almost makes me wonder if it being totally empty is somehow... Is, yeah, or like they're trying even. to do something with yeah, it. Yeah. But I'm sure they're not because it's Bart Blystein and he doesn't do anything with anything. I mean, wasn't there some talk a while ago about like Caesars coming back around and yeah, maybe like booting him out? But I don't know. If I think they were they were they were kind of making threatening noises that you yeah. know maybe they would have the right to take it back over. But I don't know what came of that. Uh, the playground. All right. Speaking of really uplifting stuff, you want to talk about COVID updates? Absolutely. That's what the people are here for. Hey, there is uplifting COVID stuff. stuff. Yeah. So in New Jersey, restaurants can go to 50% capacity on Friday, March 19th. Still no bar seating, unfortunately for you. Uh, mask mandate remains. Boardwalk Hall is hosting events for the first time since last March, the MAC tournament, but with no fans. So yeah, I don't know if you remember when we were going to Atlantic City the last time we went, which was like what, March 11th or 12th of last year, almost exactly a year ago today. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if the MAC tournament, it was going on, I know, and I don't know if it was stopped mid-tournament while we were there or right before we got there. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, Dave, when he was still considering going, was talking about, like, oh, yeah, you know, if if I forget what school Monmouth or something was playing, he would go to a game. Um, but then it got canceled, I think, either while we were there or right before we went, and that was, was definitely was part right of before we went. Set off some alarm bells. It's like, ooh, maybe maybe we're not making the best decision here. Well, we've we've talked about it, but the night before I went, I think I went the day before you and Paul mm. was, uh, yeah, the night like the NBA canceled the season and you know like whatever. It was like the day. I think it's a year ago tomorrow. I think March 11th is really the day that everything, or maybe it was a year ago today, March 10th or 11th is when everything like really shut down. But we persisted and went to Atlantic City, and I lost many dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i want to go back to the restaurant capacity thing for just a second sure because you made a point on this show this very podcast uh-huh maybe four or five episodes ago that's something yep. that i actually think about i've thought about a lot since then which is that you know as a non-vaccinated person 
you said something like you might be will- more willing to go eat at a restaurant that is 25% capacity mm-hmm. than one that is 75%, like where capacity yeah. is allowed to be 75%. I mean, of, of course, I think it makes perfect sense. So, like, I mean, obviously, if you're vaccinated or you just... Right, like, I'm, I'm whatever, vaccinated, but, so I don't really care, but... But yeah, I mean, it's like same for me. So like th- this is great for people who are vaccinated, like 50%, 75, 100, whatever. Like Maryland's going to 100%, I think, like tomorrow or something. Friday. Right. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, Friday. Right now, I'm sort of in this spot where like, you know, I'm pretty low risk. Most like my all the grandparents in my family are vaccinated. My wife's vaccinated. So I'm not, I would go like same thing. I would go to a restaurant at 25% or 35%. But like even at 35, like we've driven by restaurants. It's like, that's like more crowded than I would really be comfortable with. And so, yeah, like 50, 75 as we like push up to that point, it is this weird sort of juggling act where it almost feels like it's making people who aren't vaccinated like more uneasy about it. I, I don't have as big a problem with this as, as probably you do. And I know some of our other friends and I'm thinking of one in particular does. Um, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people are vaccinated and if they want to go out and eat like that's fine. They can do that. I think a lot of people don't care and probably haven't cared in a while if they want to go out and eat like they can do that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people who aren't vaccinated yet, I, I like, I don't think many restaurants are actually going to be at full capacity, even if full capacity is 50% capacity or whatever, like right when this happens. I mean, some will for sure, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. From what I've I seen, know. I think they probably will be, <laughs> but we're talking about probably a small percentage of the population that both is not vaccinated and is willing to go to a restaurant at 25%, but not 50%. Yeah. I mean... I have to tell you, even though you're, you know, I'm, I'm vaccinated and you're not like, you're the one who's eaten inside at a restaurant. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've said before on the podcast, like, you know, part of it has to be based on case numbers, which right now in the United States are definitely trending in the right direction and, and things look pretty good there. And, uh, but yeah, like even it's been 25% capacity for a long time here in Maryland. And as I've said, I, I haven't eaten inside yet. So like, it hasn't made sense for me, even though I've, been vaccinated i've gotten the first dose at least and i probably could and be fine but i don't have a burning need to and i don't see why i would have to go and do that right now i mean if you know something comes up i I would do it but yeah i mean you said like more and more people are vaccinated it's still nine percent like nine percent of adults have been vaccinated (laughs) so it's not exactly a huge portion and that's like the new jersey number is nine percent and the national number is also nine percent so is that both doses or is that the first dose both dose fully vaccinated yeah i I mean i don't know i think it it is a bit higher than that and at least like here in maryland it seems like it's becoming easier and easier for for anyone who really wants a vaccine to be able to get it and i think the floodgates are really like very close to to opening new jersey said like they don't expect an increase in doses until april but i mean it seems like that's that's you know new jersey being new jersey to me but yeah we'll see so speaking of covid numbers and how safe you feel stockton did a survey and 70 percent of respondents said they plan to visit ac in the next six months and 42 percent said they visited since the reopening in july Eighty mm-hmm. percent of those who said they've have visited were either extremely satisfied or very satisfied with COVID safety precautions in place in AC, and that includes casinos, dining, boardwalk, all that stuff. Well, of course, if you've already visited, then you're probably not someone that's <laughs> going to be overly worried about COVID. So that makes perfect sense. But all right, go on. There's a Press of Atlantic City article that I'll link to. There's also an infographic from Stockton that I'll link to that has a little bit more data. But my first thought was like, who is the sample size? Like. Where are they getting this 80%? Like, clearly, this isn't a national or 70% of respondents planning to visit in the next six months. Like, clearly, this isn't some national survey. 
and I was having a hard time finding it, and I was thinking maybe it was just South Jersey, but even then, like, or do 70% of people Yeah, that sounds like a lot. Uh, at the very bottom of the inf- infographic from Stockton, it says that this is a convenience sample survey, which basically just means, like, a really easy way to get data. Yeah. That was posted on the DoAC website from January to February 2021. So someone who is going to the DoAC website is someone who is interested in going to Atlantic City. And that's, that's the a real, pretty big filter. <laughs> the real DoAC website, not the DUEAC website. Yeah, that's which, a good point. Yeah. Or the DUEAC t-shirts that we still Not that available. we know of anyone who has ever infringed upon a copyright no, and making impossible. a t-shirt. But I mean, I th- so I thought this was like interesting, but then when I actually saw the where the survey was from became much less interesting. I mean, I guess it, it is sort of promising that like... I, I think it's interesting insofar as like, obviously a lot of people who still haven't gone to AC are planning on doing it in the next six months. That's the bit that I think is a bit interesting. And like, I'm certainly in that, that camp pretty firmly. If you sort of live on the internet in like Twitter and Facebook, you see a lot of complaining. Because mm-hmm. that's, you know, people don't take to Twitter really to say like how great things are. So... Like, oh, man, the uh, temperature screening at Hard Rock was amazing. I really felt great about that. So I feel like I've seen a lot of complaints about feeling like things are not as clean or feeling, or you know, about feeling like the safety protocols are not great. So to see these these numbers was made me feel a little bit more like, okay, there's like the internet population of people who are generally like pretty complaining and, and vocal. But then there's also like just the general AC goers seems mostly fine with, with what's going on there. So well, that seems temperature good. screening is bullshit, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, let me tell you, I used to I was going to rehab like kind of early in the winter or whatever for my shoulder. And I had many a temperature screen where, you know, they take my temperature after I walk there in the winter weather and it was like 94 or whatever. And they're like, OK, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Whereas if my real temperature is 94, I would be dead. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying specific, like, obviously there's other stuff like cleaning and hand sanitizer everywhere. I've just picked out temperature screening, mm-hmm. you know, just like the TSA, it's security theater. But anyway, 70% of respondents said they plan to visit AC in the next six months. What about you, Craig? It seems like we're both planning to go to AC in the next six months. Okay. Gareth says, is that it? Is that all you have to say? Because this item on our agenda makes me think that something might be up with us. Okay. So, so we talked last episode about May mm-hmm. as a potential trip. Mm-hmm. Like guys trip, and I was very noncommittal about that. We and talk- you're going in April with, with with Andrea. I have April like very speculatively, optimistically booked. Mm-hmm. April twenty third, twenty fourth weekend. The grandparents fully vaccinated are fine with taking the kids. Big hurdle cleared. Like I think we're just going to do it. Like I think it's done whether I get a vaccine or not. Okay. The weird thing is, I was sort of thinking about like, well, you know, if I'm going in April and if I'm fine going in April, why am I still like hesitant about going with you guys? And so I don't know, like the mental gymnastics I'm doing on this are kind of Mm. weird. So this is where, like I said, I sort of have a hypocritical take here. You've been very bullish on like that. I'm going to get a vaccine for one. Yes, you will have at least a first dose by then, if not J&J. So you will have your only dose or or whatever. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the optimal scenario is that I either have a vaccine or I have a positive antibody test, which I'm getting the antibody test right before I go. But my thinking is sort of like we haven't been away from the kids in a year. (laughs) <laughs> right so like just having two nights and actually uh, it's i think it's something that daryl said in the interview with frank morano was frank asked him if it would be good to go as like a couple who didn't gamble right now to atlantic city and he sort of said like you know not really although if you just want to get away and get in a hotel like that would be the reason to do it and that was really my thinking was you know just the act of getting out of the freaking apartment and being in a hotel for two nights even if we're like ordering room service mm-hmm 
that would be a great vacation, like sleeping in and ordering room service. But it's going to be like late April, right? The weather should be very nice. There should, I'm assuming there will be outdoor dining in mm-hmm. spades. Most of the stuff we do is like outlet shopping, which you can argue about the it's fine. safety I th- of. I, th- I think it's fine if you have a mask on. Being yeah, in and no. out of shops, wearing a mask. I don't, I'm not too worried about that. Right. I know other people are, are less on board with that, but I don't uh, know. You know, whatever. Everyone draws their own line somewhere, but your line is, it's fine to be indoors with other people as long as you have a mask on, and I think that's fine. Yeah, I mean, so it'd be one ahead. thing if I'm, like, standing in one place for, like, 20 minutes, if you're doing some sort of weird, like, tailoring or something. <laughs> I don't even know what scenario that would be. But, uh, you know me, I go to Atlantic City to get all my clothes tailored at the outlets. I didn't know they did that at the Lacoste. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Sort of just what I what I was thinking about about like what a trip with my wife would be. It's a very different trip than than what mm-hmm. it would be with you guys. So you know, go stay in the hotel, outdoor dining, go to the outlets. Probably not gamble that much in the first place. You know, I could certainly just avoid table games, period, and then just try to play some slots far away from people, which is probably not that hard to do. And then just not have my 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. video poker sitting at a single machine for three hour session <laughs> at the end of the night, which. On the one hand, like, yes, that's not as amazing a trip as, like, my usual Atlantic City trip, although it sounds freaking great right now after not having been at it away mm-hmm. anywhere since last March. But then when it comes to the guy's trip, it's like, how much of that sounds fun with, like, you and my brother? We typically gamble a lot in our trips, like you and I, at least. Uh, I, mean, I, think, I think that's right. Not necessarily money-wise, but, like, we spend a lot of time, like, hopping from table to table and that, and that Sure. Goes- Sure, sure. Like, the focus of the trip is really, like, sitting at the tables. Yeah. So it would really mean a shifted focus, which I'm not against, and I'm sure my brother's not against either. You don't need to convince me. Like, I, I think you're right. I think they are somehow fundamentally different trips, and I'm I'm with you there. Here's the thing with all this COVID stuff. I think it's, you know, across the board, or, or really anything in life, frankly. It's that, you know... You think the most reasonable place to to draw the line on any of this stuff is like where you draw the line and the people that draw the line like somewhere below your standards are like being insanely risky or just aren't being rational. And the people who draw the line like way above you, you think are just like prudes who. Yeah. And and the line is not even really like a line. It's like this Mm -hmm. wavy thing where like certain things I'm like, I'm willing to do this because of this. Here's the thing, right? If if you're not comfortable going in May, you're not comfortable going in May. I, I won't be like, you went in April with your wife and you're not going with us in May. I will never talk to you again. <laughs> that, w- that wouldn't be the outcome. But yeah. I still think overwhelmingly, I, I think the COVID numbers are going to continue to improve, probably. I know that, that a lot of people are very pessimistic, given that how much everything's opening up. I'm personally not one of those people. I guess we'll see. And I think it's it's overwhelmingly likely you'll have at least a first dose in you by then. And whatever, like if you're still not comfortable even with the first dose, like I said, everyone draws their own line somewhere and that's fine. My f- feeling that this is hypocritical is purely that like, why do I feel okay going without a vaccine one way, but n- not going without a vaccine the other way? I mean, I think there's probably some value in, in going to Atlantic City with your wife that like doesn't necessarily exist with <laughs> going with your friends, like if I'm to be totally honest. The value is very different. As you always say, you know, hoes before bros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, is that not the same? No, no, no I, I, I do think that I agree with you. Like the activities you're going to be partaking in with your wife are less risky than than those that you would with us, most likely. Obviously, I want to go in May, so I'm hope hope that it happens, and I think it will happen. But I, I don't find your your argument totally hypocritical. So I think you're looking at. I'm trying to like convince you that I'm being a hypocrite, which is weird. You're saying I'm not going to be mad at you if you don't go in May, but you do go in April. 
I mean, I will be mad at you because I want to go to Atlantic yeah. City, but, but I mean, you, you know. You and Paul are, can go. You're both vaccinated. Like, just do it. But it's more like the judging thing. You you, you don't have a vaccine and you're going to go I don't, in April? <laughs> I, I don't know. You're I'm, not I'm all not, that judgy to begin there's with. There's certainly people I know that have very strong judgments on, on people both ways. Like, you know, whether... They think they're being like ridiculously risky and like whatever, putting the entire world like in danger by by their activities or whether they're being like totally prudish and like how could anyone live their life like this just locked up indoors for the last 12 months, which I know people who've basically done that. And like, it's your life. You got to do what you got to do. And <laughs> to an extent, yeah. I don't think I'm the type of person that like judges other people's value systems like that harshly or whatever. Like, like I said, like I'm pretty lazy fair about things. And like, I, th- I think I have been for, for a while in some sense, but I've never eaten indoors right. at a restaurant, but like, I don't care if you do that. This is where we need like a call in segment where people are like, Craig's an asshole. Cause you're not judging eh, enough. I'm not really, but I mean, you are an asshole, but that's, yeah. I, don't, I don't think of this. That's actually not true. I, I'm an asshole, but that's, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, agreed. I, so I, I agreed both that you're an asshole and that it's fine. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm not at all optimistic that I'll have a first shot by April, by April 23rd. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not by Andrew's trip. I'm saying if we're gonna go in like mid-May, I think you will 100%. Let's let's look at the calendar here. Let's see. May weekend of the 22nd and 23rd. I think odds are very high. You have a shot by then. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, both the president of the United States of America. And the governor of the great state of New Jersey have said that all adults who want a vaccine will have one by Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've said this on the on the podcast in the past, but yeah, I think in the next few weeks things are going to change dramatically. I mean, already today, like we have states starting to open up to any adult who wants a vaccine can sign up for appointments now. So yeah, I mean, my concern about New Jersey is like so population dense, and we've moved so slowly down the priority groups, but. I, I do think there's going to be a situation where, like, even if the number of vaccinated people doesn't seem that high, there are going to start being appointments that go unfulfilled. And at yeah. that point, then it's just going to open up to everybody. Here's the kind of shitty thing with, like, everything that's been going on, too. No state is actually, like, checking whether or not you're, like, in the appropriate group at all. Like, if you signed up for an appointment, you would get a shot whether or not you had whatever pre-existing condition that you said you had. So, like, the people, even if they're not technically eligible, like, a lot of people are still getting shots now. So even if the group is somewhat smaller than it will be in actuality there's not going to be a lot of people left by the time it's it's open to everyone i think it it is not going to take very long after it's open to everyone for everyone to get a shot much a much shorter period of time than than people would think looking at it now yeah and i've said i told our friend andy like years of console launches and video game launches have prepared me to mash refresh on multiple websites until Mm -hmm. i get the thing i want New Jersey just opened 160 something CVS retail locations. As soon as mm-hmm. I'm eligible, I can check 100 and whatever CVS sites all throughout the day until I get an appointment. That I'm not worried about. <laughs> and here's the thing, right? Like, you know, I think no one like knows more about like how this actually works than my wife, who's like one of the people that's been signing up a lot of people to get shots who are old and not great with computers or whatever, because the the system is ridiculous right now. And so like, she really knows how it works. And I know like CVS, like they got a big shipment of J&J and like J&J is not popular at all. So if you're willing to take it, I think it's going to be that specifically is going to be available much sooner than you would believe. Interesting. No, I want that J&J. Just give it to me one yeah. shot. Let's get done. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I felt the same way, you know, before I happened to basically stumble into getting Moderna is that, you know, J&J or AstraZeneca, which I think it's ridiculous, is still not approved. 
uh yeah like i'd be totally fine with with taking those i mean the instance of like hospitalization death with with either is basically zero so like it's just as good as anything else and i'm not worried about getting basically an equivalent of a flu sickness which is like the worst case with those vaccines yeah man i have that every three weeks so i'll just deal with that it's fine right all right so hypocritical take i I don't think you're that much of a hypocrite i'm not i'm not that angry at you if you think i'm a hypocrite if you're angry at me let us know in let us know we will read read your your angriest comments it's okay because i'm super thin-skinned so it will be as we discussed with our deshare zones back and forth (laughs) craig will apologize to you for his terrible takes (laughs) yeah and be crying on the inside while he's doing it. Offended? Buckle up. I'm about to apologize. I believe that was the shirt you sent me <laughs> right before we started the show. Maybe I'll try to order you one of those. Before May for Atlantic City? Uh, I should only wear DeShare Zone shirts in Atlantic City. Indeed. This is the second episode in a row we've re- randomly referenced DeShare Zone near the end of the episode. Anyway, with that, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. You can find all of our great content and buy an aforementioned not to share zone shirt, but a do for a win shirt at do for a win dot com. Reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions so we can answer them on air to do for a win at gmail dot com. Frankly, you can even send questions on Twitter and we can still answer That's them true. on air. Totally fine. Facebook group also works. Ah. Facebook group hasn't been very active lately, I have to say. It's almost like people aren't going to Atlantic City for some reason. Can't figure out why. Every time I log into Facebook, there's always like three or four pending posts, and I decline them all, and then I move on with my life. I mean, that explains why the Facebook group hasn't been very active. Because Kyle is out here just nixing everything. (laughs) I am a hater. It is is well known. Kyle is a hater. That's going to be the next shirt. Just Kyle's a hater. You're not wrong, except in, you know, your personal business, which I don't really care about, and I'm not going to judge you. That's an interesting point. You're a hater for like, you know. I don't like it when people inconvenience me, but like they can do whatever they want in their own life. <laughs> yeah. Boardwalk Empire, season three, episode one. What went down, Craig? What really, you know, stood out to you? Nothing. What? My favorite character that was left got shot in the face and now he's dead and I'm sad. Uh, that episode really felt like nothing happened for 55 minutes. And then the end is like, what? <laughs> what just happened? He had his lucky hat for 1923 and it just, it didn't go well. He got shot right in the um, face. I, of course, I'm talking about Manny the Butcher, who got shot in the face by Harrow. Yeah, who also a... shot, you know, some, whoever that random driver was, too, just because. Yeah. Some quick housekeeping, I guess, like following up on the big cliffhanger, the greatest cliffhanger of all time, or whatever that article said. Nucky did not get the land back. The church ended up building a hospital, and Nucky's super pissed about it, and they seem like their marriage is not going well. Uh, most of Jimmy's crew is now back with Nucky. Jimmy's mom is running an escort service. Van Alden is now Mueller, and he's a crappy door-to-door salesman in the Chicago area. Gotta get some irons, man. And then there's this new, like, dickhead gangster, Jip Rossetti. And he's just like, I don't know, he's just killing everybody at random. Yeah, it just... I, I wish I could say, like, you know, this guy's probably not going to last too long in the series, but it seems like they're setting him up to hang around probably longer than one would guess, given his wonderful personality. Yes, so I have two questions. Uh-huh. What the hell is Harrow doing? What is your theory on who what, Harrow what is asking for? What he's doing. He's probably pissed off that Jimmy's dead. Like, So is he like single-handedly doing revenge? I assume that he's like doing so. stuff for other people now. No, I don't think so. It seems like he's working for himself, basically. That's 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 my theory, anyway. I, I could be totally wrong. Do you think he's going to go after Nucky? I don't know. At some level, he probably will. I mean, obviously, I don't think he's going to kill Nucky. Nucky's the main character. 
I left this episode not excited at all for what was they were setting up. But I have to say now that I'm thinking about it, more focus on Harrow. Harrow's a good character. As, yeah, a standalone character and his own motivations. Yeah. He was an all right character before, but this episode was like largely, I think, a Harrow episode. And, and getting to see him with Tommy, I think, was, was very nice. And it set up a lot of things and it made him a bit more fleshed out. It seems like, you know, Jimmy's mom is trying to erase the past for Tommy and, you know, more or less brainwash him into thinking that she's the only mother that he's ever had. And Harrow seemed not to be really for that. And yeah, poor Tommy still. Still, still poor Tommy. Although he seemed pretty happy with Harrow. Harrow also got banned from the uh, carnival game for being too good, too good of a shot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> what, where do you think they're going with this Jip Rossetti character? I don't even know. I mean, he's not a good character, frankly. Like, I'm not excited to see where this goes, but it is what it is. I am terrified that he is here for just pure randomness, just so that the whole time you're watching it, like it's a horror movie or like it's Walking Dead and you're like, who's he going to kill next? Like, we have no idea. And he's just like randomly killing main characters for like no, no motivation at all, just because he's, he's crazy. Hopefully we'll learn a bit more about like what's going on. Like, obviously he, he talked about how he was under a lot of pressure and, you know, his home turf or whatever. And like, no one understands. So maybe he'll end up being a decent character, but certainly it wasn't a very inspiring, you know, introduction to him. I mean, I think he's a good actor, but like, I definitely thought, uh, it did not make me confident about like what his role was going to be. Gave Margaret a new dog. Thanks to the random, random person on the, uh, you know, roads and, and wherever, New Jersey. The other question, Van Alden, a.k.a. Mueller, little hint, little hint that he's going to get in with the Irish gangs in, in Chicago. What do you think? Yeah, first, I was like, I thought it was a little unclear, but it had seemed like approximately 18 months had passed between the two episodes. So the baby... It's from, his second kid. It's his second kid with her, right? Because he t- asked about Abigail, who was different from yeah. what I assume, I think is the boy that she was. Right. Okay. Yes, right. but they did I not make that clear. Make and I was, I also was questioning that. That was my understanding from watching the episode, but it was not made terribly clear. Sorry, what was your question about Mueller? <laughs> is he getting in with the Irish gang? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Uh, that'll be good. You know, I, you say what you want about uh, Van Alden, but... He's probably make for very good muscle, I'd have to say. That's so. true. He did he did good in his improvisational uh, oh, yeah. muscle role against Al, who is as Al as ever in this episode. Maximally Al. Yeah. Al is sort of one note and not very interesting. But Agreed. I feel the same way about like Lucky Luciana. Yeah, Lucky at least is like amusing, though. And and Lucky he's admire. in with like Rothstein and them, which is I think a much more interesting. Like I think I think those those characters are a bit more amusing. Like Al is just like totally not interesting. Yeah, one note over and over again. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Keep going with the season. Rest in peace, Manny the Butcher. I like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he, my favorite character, your least favorite character. So, so, oh, so it's funny that you say that because I, I definitely was down on Manny after the second season. But when he got shot, I was like, oh, man. So clearly I liked him okay. Like, I at least <laughs> I liked his character okay. So I, I really enjoyed his character. The working man who is also, you know, quite the quite learned and i i just i really enjoyed him well part of my disappointment is also i thought one of the best parts of the setup in the show was him angling for more responsibility and like he was going to basically go off oh yeah that was, that was the whole setup yeah this episode yeah he was but gonna, i'm you know but get shot shot in the face yeah that setup was just to make it even more unexpected that he would get shot in the face but i was looking forward to that man yeah all right well we'll find out more next episode indeed
talking about it with you makes me more excited for it. I, I was not terribly impressed by the episode while I was watching it, but now I'm, I'm more interested after after this conversation. Yeah, same. That's interesting because I also was like, wow, this is I was hoping that it would really like get me pumped up because you were really down on the season finale. And I really liked it. And then like through at least the first half of this episode, I'm like, this is not good. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. But yeah. I, I guess it I guess it picked up at the end. I, I'm excited to learn more about Harrow in, in specific and see where that storyline goes. I mean, obviously, I think the the ultimate end boss terrible person is Jimmy's mom. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, she's awful. She's My your former, girl, man. Former favorite. <laughs> she's your girl. Uh boy. Anyways, if we it was three weeks since the last episode. I know. I know. We canceled because you you said there was no news. There was very little news. If we keep going every two weeks, episode like one forty seven, I think one forty eight would be a trip recap, which seems crazy. We're only four episodes away. Granted, our last trip recap was like episode one fifteen or eighteen or something. <laughs> it's been a while. Maybe it's been a hot sack. Probably like one twenty. 122. It's my guess. Not going to go check. No, that's not the type of precision that our listeners deserve. No. I'm going to go read some more about the Heinz Pier in Atlantic City. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening. As always, if you ever have suggestions, you know, let us, specifically Craig, but also me, know about them in, in a Twitter. And uh, we look forward to talking to you in a couple weeks and hopefully finalizing our plans that Craig is not going to back out on in May. To be clear, I think there's like a 50-50 chance that I'm able to do 50-50? Do you know what I got yesterday in the mail? You're going to judge me hardcore. Especially because you've seen me and you know what I look like. Okay. Big sack of creatine. It's dirt cheap. It's none of these are. I mean, you can get like the artisanal mixes of like only the finest amino acids and that shit's expensive. But most of this stuff is not very expensive. I bought the EAAs, the essential amino acids, and that was that was much more expensive. You're an idiot. I don't think that's a real thing that helps. But 